Magray. The winners, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. Five fifty left to run. San Vincenzo a length in front. Deadly Choice is second. Third French Hustler. SGL's down on the inside and coming around them as clouds. The grey on the outside. Mason's Chance is waiting for a run and they were followed by Money Ad and the Baker into the straight. San Vincenzo with a kick. Two hundred and fifty to go a length in front. Deadly Choice is looming as a danger and they get down to the two hundred together. Clear of French Hustler. It's Deadly Choice is looming up to San Vincenzo. It's Deadly Choice is San Vincenzo with. 50 50 to run and deadly choices and Dan Ballard, they take out the country cup. Second home, Sam Vincenzo, third might be French Hustler just in front of Money Out and then came Buxton running on strong. That was what happened in 2019 when deadly choices took out last year's running of the uh, country cup. What will happen this Saturday at Durban, George Moore Stakes Day? Counting down towards the, uh, the big day coming up for the Tab 2020 Country Cups Challenge Final and the Country Stampede Finals. We welcome you to Bushbeat for another week here on Radio Tab. Lots of news coming up on the show today. A big focus on the two uh, finals coming up this weekend for the Country Cups and the Country Stampede. But also a look back at what happened at Bar Calden on the weekend where all six races were won by the apprentices. Thangul on Saturday, the cup was taken out by Regal Reese, And it was a day of doubles with uh, three trainers training the card between them at Mount Isa on Saturday. Lots of other news to roll through on the show this morning. And as always, helping us out with that news is Rob Luck. Good morning, Rob. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, uh, listeners. And, yes, Tony, since the 26th of September, we've been counting down to this weekend, haven't we, with the the dual feature for the Country Gallopers, the Country Cups Challenge and the Country Stampede. And uh, they take their place. There's already a couple of scratchings we notice in the uh, Country Stampede, so it even brings the emergencies into play. Uh, but it's it's been a wonderful uh, series, uh, Tony, in a, in a tumultuous year. And now it all comes to the grand final on Saturday. We've been following uh, the uh, races, as you say, the legs all the way through since the first weekend of it back in September and helping us uh, analyse those uh, legs of the Country Cups and the Country Stampede all the way through is our friend Andrew Watson. Watson's back with us on Bushbeat this morning. Welcome, Watson. Good morning, Tony. Uh, good morning, Rob. And good morning, listeners. And it's here, isn't it? It's, uh, it's like Christmas week um, for our country participants. It'll be heading down to Doom and... Uh, on Saturday, and um, it's a great opportunity, isn't it, for, for these um, people to put tireless hours uh, into their charges to uh, have a crack at um, the city riches. And we heard Deadly Choices with that big win last year, and unfortunately Deadly Choices not back to defend the title with a, a slight injury, and Dan Ballard, though, back to defend the title with the mount on SEL, and I, I think the standard of Deadly Choices sets a good tone for the... Uh, the Country Cups, Tony and Watsy, because I think you've got to be up to that sort of level uh, to be featuring in the finish of this field. And, Tony, it's a it's a very strong field. You have it there in front of you. Would you like to uh, to go through the names of those in the Country uh, Cups Challenge final this year? Yes, the rolling through the, uh, the field and the barrier draw, which was conducted Wednesday of last week, and it is a capacity field of 15 plus the six emergencies. And we have splits in Gate 19, Eshiel 11, Paniagua in 4, Scrabble 12, Drumbeat's Choice 13, Richford in 5, Proan has drawn 16, My Cousin Bossy Barrier 6, Rather Salubrious in 8, Mr Tickets 21, Galapagos in 18, Regal Reese 17, Macaro 14, Van Winkle in 9 and Martial Art has drawn the cover to Gate 1. 
Emergencies are Fab's Cowboy in 20, Ladude 15, Rocco 3, Chamberlain 2, Marata in 7 and Boiling Barrier 10. And the first thing I notice out of this is that uh, the regions across the board, across the state, getting good representation because we've got 11 heat winners and I think that's a significant thing that the heat winners have come right through and a couple of the place getters to make up the uh, the full field. So it's time now, gents, to to study this. Well, we've been studying it in detail, but now to come up with the, the tips that uh, hopefully we can throw out and find a winner. And I've also got Peter Rowe's uh, tips. I haven't been able to get Scotty Powell's tips, but I'm sure you'll hear his in detail with Michael Charge uh, tonight on On The Bit uh, Racing Australia. So uh, kick them all off there. What's he? Tell us what you're thinking so far with the horses uh, in this year's Country Cups Challenge. Yeah, it's um, as you said, Scrabble's a scratching, which forwards um, Fab's Cowboy a run. Uh, I had Scrabble in the mix as well, so uh, hopefully everything okay there with that galloper. Um, just having a quick look through some of these runners, Eshiel, uh, he's carried big weights all year. He's been ultra consistent. Um, Dan Ballard, a fantastic association with his horse. We saw him win the Con Curry Cup um, by panels. Uh, he backed it up and he ran enormous in the Roma Cup. He's got to be in the mix. Penny Agua, well, he's he's faultless really, isn't he? Um, this preparation, he's gone from the three-year-old class to open company. Uh, what better engagement than uh, Robert Thompson? Drumby's choice, interesting one, Rob. A mile is a real query for this galloper, but gee whiz, he, he never runs a bad race. Um, Proane's another one I've got certainly in the mix. Tracy Simmons and Sonia Wiseman. Great to see Sonia uh, with the ride there. It's win at Emerald was uh, super impressive. Um, Regal Reese, uh, good winner on the weekend. Won the Cup uh, at Fangould and won it well. Um, Barrier Gods haven't been friendly to it though. Aidan Thompson takes the ride. McQuiro, um this horse. You know, I definitely think we'll see a, a better horse next year, but. Um, it's a bit of a raw, staying tight. Rock and Ronnie Stewart with the ride there. I think he'll be thereabouts. Dan Winkle, uh, interesting runner, given the start um, by Belonte not going. Now, this horse only got beaten two lengths, Belonte, in a Longreach Cup. Ran an OK third on Saturday. Robbie Frad takes the ride there. Uh, Marshall Arch, you can never discount a, a Benny Williams horse, that's for sure. And um, of the rest, I think my cousin Bossy, if he can take that Charles of a win, uh, might be a real player. And what a comeback for Ross Tilly. Um, back in the saddle after eight or so years off and um, gets to ride in the city, Rob. Uh, a great honour there for Ross Tilly, given the ride by Johnny Patterson. Yeah, I looked particularly through the the strength of the uh, the heats, and and I actually went back to I know we're missing deadly choices and Balenti, but I actually put them in the field in an imaginary sense so that I could get an assessment of some of these horses because I really think that they were the the standout uh, horses and the gloss has gone a bit there. And if you're up in that sort of standard, then I think you put yourself in a good position for this particular race. And when you look through the heats, I think particularly through the Longreach Cup, through the uh, Roma Cup, uh, also through the Cairns Cup, there's a fair degree of depth that you find with the runners that uh, have taken their places. And look, you mentioned Penny Aguirre, and I think the impressive thing here. Andrew, is the fact that, yes, he's progressed from the three-year-old guineas. He won three of them. He won a Cairns Cup. And what great placement by Alex Malief 
two. Set him for the heat first up. There's my only question mark. I need a wink standard to get a horse up second up for me when I pick them. Um, so Penny Agua has still got that question mark beside it. Um, I'm not sure what the weather conditions are going to be like. Of course, these things change a little bit if there's any um, wetness around in the track. But look, he really becomes a benchmark horse because of the standard he's gone through and the weight he comes in with, the barrier, and as you mentioned, Robbie Thompson on board. Um, I found it hard not to uh, include the form of the uh, Roma Cup and the way that Todd Austin's got SEL going for this particular particular event uh, with the freshen up that he's been able to have. And he was travelling beauti beautifully in the Roma Cup, uh, as was, of course, uh, Scrabble. But now that's changed the complexion. Uh, so SEL puts himself in at the right time. Um, he didn't do as well last year, but he's been going extremely well this year, SEL. And look, I think it then opens up to a fair bit of um, each way value. And there's one heat that I did, I should have mentioned, there's one heat that I think there's some very strong form lines through, and that was the Chinchilla heat. Because Hanover Square, winner of the Battle of the Bush, defeated the Irons. And the Irons came out with a very strong win at Toowoomba on Saturday night. And uh, both Richford... And uh, Mr. Tickets came through this particular race. And then Mr. Tickets went into the third at the Aroma Cup. So I've really got a, a good each-way placement on Mr. Tickets uh, for Ducky Baker and Ben Thompson. Terrible draw. That's one of the factors against it. And I've also got a good placement on Regal Reese. I had a concern about him over the mile, but that win at Thangirl was pretty impressive. And he scooted away from them at the turn. So I think he's coming into the right form at the right time with young Aidan Thompson on board. Hard to... Uh, to to pick them all, obviously, uh, what's he? I mean, even splits, he beat Fab's Cowboy out at Blackall and he beat him convincingly. But you get question marks against quite a few of these runners. Uh, distance with splits, distance with drumbeats choice. Richford keeps popping out of me, but I probably could only find him in about the fifth spot. So summing up in terms of this particular one, I've settled on Penny Agra. I, I think he, he will overcome this second up. Who do I seem to have when I pick them second up? I, I think he's going for, what is it, about seven or eight in a row. And uh, yeah. Alex Malief, what a what a great story down from the tablelands. And he is the benchmark horse to me going into it. So I, I stuck with him. I put him on top over SEL. I know Todd Austin, Josh Fleming and the team would be probably keen that I haven't put him on top. So I've put him in second, which usually gives me a better chance. And good luck to that team. Uh, he's got him going in great guns. And then two good each-way values for me. Number 10, Mr. Tickets. And number 12, Regal Reese. Where did you end up with your final four, Andrew? Yeah, look, I, I assume Penny Agra will come up around that five to four, six to four favourite uh, with um, with his form. And I just don't think that's really good value. So I'm looking at this from a punter's point of view. And I think Macaro, to me, on an each-way basis, look, he was ridden upside down in that last heat at Cairns, first up. And he just went down by Peniagra. And I, I think you'll probably get 12 or $13, Mac Euro. So on an each-way basis, I'm going to put that on top. Over SEL, he's been carrying big weights. He's been racing the best um, all year. I love the engagement of Dan Ballard because he knows how to ride this horse. There's a, there is a key to SEL. And, and Dan Ballard, um, he's got several of them. And he rides him really well. Barrier 11, he'll get him into a good rhythm. And he'll be right at the finish. I'm going to slip Proane in for third. Uh, I like the, the run at Emerald, and I, I like the fact that it's qualified later on in the series, as we've seen in the Battle of the Bush. The, the two winners to date have come from the last heat. It is, it is an advantage qualifying late. 
And I'm going to put Paniagua in for third, uh, after fourth, sorry. I, obviously, he is um, the testing material in the race, but, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of factors. Um, he's rising in class rapidly, and I'm, I'm prepared to risk him as favourite. I, I I did hear a little birdie tell me earlier in the series that the far north and the north Queensland areas were the ones to uh, to look for, and Mercuro and Peniagra are very two strong representatives. And when you go to Peter Rose tips, Peter sent me through, he's actually gone SEL. Uh, he likes seeing the form of SEL, and he likes that number two over Peniagra, number three. And then he's put in Pro Ainla, as you have, in number seven. And, uh, well, in for fourth, he had Scrabble. So that was a, a scratching there that's changed that. Tony, did you come up with uh, any particular one that stood out to you? Just having a look, first of all, when you mentioned the weather, Rob, I don't think there's going to be any great concerns about any wet weather. Yep. It's going to be a warmish week in Brisbane, obviously not as warm as what some of the uh, the western and northwestern areas are. Today, 32, forecasting 34 tomorrow and hazy. A bit of cloud on Thursday, but they're not really forecasting any rain. I need Jared Daffy to be doing the weather for me here to be able to give <laughs> us the exact synopsis. But they're saying 29 with some overcast conditions Thursday. And by the time we get to uh, Friday, Saturday, mostly sunny and 32 is sort of what you would expect for the first weekend in December in Brisbane. Where you were saying, guys, about uh, later qualifiers and ones like that, that's one of the things. This has been quite a long series, as much as it's only September through to December, but it's still a long time to have a horse up and at its best and that's part of the worry for me when you're looking at say for example splits now i do like the fact that splits uh, only raced uh, what last week week before no last week at uh, the gold coast you know he's kept on mm. going along the way but i do worry about gate 19 and 60 and a half uh, matt crop has lost scrabble but he still has splits there but he's got ryan maloney and this is the other thing that i think you've got to factor into it too you've got really really good jockeys that you can look at there the likes of dan ballard with SEL. Robert Thompson is going to be here to ride Paniagua. He's obviously got a connection back there to Alex Malief with some of RT's visits up to the north. But you can't rule out uh, some of your, your really, really good uh, country riders like Ross Tilly and Gary Gearan. Uh, they're not going to be overawed by the big stage with something like that. It's great to see Leanne McCoy and Sonia Wiseman with rides in the race, as we said. Uh, but then you throw into the mix Michael Carl and Ronnie Stewart. It's a great lineup as far as the the race is brought together, but I keep coming back to SEL, I, and and I suppose it's what you've seen recently is what sticks in your mind, and for me that Roma Cup battle up the straight there at Bassett Park between SEL and Scrabble was just spine tingling, and yes we've lost Scrabble now, so it kind of leads me back to SEL. Uh, lot lot to like as you say about Paniagua, and the other one when we look, I haven't got the markets through as yet. Uh, they're going to I believe uh, open tomorrow with Tab once the full Doombin acceptance has come through. But the other one that I'd love to see get up is Richford for Jackie Crompton mm -hmm. because Richford is one of those uh, ones uh, just keeps on keeping on and goes out and, and picks up some of these cups around the place and has been in pretty good uh, consistent form and it just might sneak into a bit of a place. Yeah, Tony, Richford, he's one of those names that keep jumping out of the page at me and I'll, I'll put him out as a smoky to be the upset actually because he came through that chinchilla heat and he was in the uh, final last year. So that sums up the uh, the country cups and uh, of course it's a dual event this year because we've got the stampede as well and the difference with this one is it i shouldn't use the words fallen away but uh, in terms of heat winners it came down to only nine heat winners in fact there were none from the uh the uh far north queensland heats place getters or winners that uh, accepted in this so as a result the field ended up with the nine winners 
and some of those are dual winners, of course. And then you've got multiple place getters uh, that make up the combination of the, the total number of 16. And that field, Tony, is, uh, if you go through that for us. We've got a couple of early scratchings here, as you mentioned, guys, in Capensphere and Malongal Magic. So we have Hardstride in gate 21, Raiden in 8, Zucas 14, District in 3, Mediavita has Barrier 15, Tarpa in 12, Absolute Bonza 18, Muron in four, Wicked Express six, Diggity twenty, Drayman one, Palladian five. Now, Capmosphere scratched had nineteen, Malongal Magic scratched had seventeen, then Asaka in two, and Asina, and Cena has barrier seven. Emergencies are Victory Toast, Gate eleven. Now to get a run, Stephanie Thornton has been booked for the ride. Hailers Tarry has ten, Music Scene in nine, See for Yourself thirteen, and Fully Maxed sixteen. And obviously speed will be a factor in this being the sprint and uh, barriers become very important and the, some of the speed is drawn down low. Uh, again, I've, I've come through the, the heats and I've looked for form lines for this particular uh, event uh, outside of those heats. And uh, I, I, think, I think there's a few, a, very, a few very strong chances and then to me it falls away a little bit. Andrew, what's your summation of uh, the Stampede? Well, I've been saying the whole way through that it barriers is all important and, and unfortunately, horses like Hard Stride, who's drawn the outside, I can put a line through him. Uh, similarly, Absolute Bonza, who's in great form, but it's so hard to win sprint races uh, there at Dooman and Helder Skelter over from wide barriers. You've just got to use up uh, far too much petrol to see. You then sort of come into the horse's drawn centre to fence and I look at horses like Raiden who's well placed here with 60 kilos and you drop all the way down to a horse called District who um, qualified in that um, very competitive Ewan Heat um, draws the three um, Muron drawn absolutely perfectly in barrier four and, and he's in outstanding form for champion country trainer Billy Johnson Michael Carl with the, the booking there I wouldn't rule Wicked Express out of a top four uh, finish. He's drawn well and he'll just be slightly off the pace. Drayman, uh, great to see David Rewalt uh, making the trip down there to Brizzy. He's drawn the cherry. Uh, and then of the others, um, sort of down the bottom, I, I really can't find a spot for a lot of those, Rob. But Zucas um, is another interesting runner. I've been calling him a giant killer all year. He's beaten District. He won the Con Curry Heat and he, he toppled over a few hot ones there. He won uh, the Emerald Heat from Barrier 16. Uh, I've certainly got him in the mix. And Timmy Brummel, one of the good guys of racing, uh, takes the ride there for Boy Foster. But very intriguing, Rob, but uh, I do have a standout in the race. Yeah, I do too as well, and we'll come to that in a moment. And you're, you're quite right about Zucas, uh, a dual heat winner. He, he also beat Media Vita. The strength through the northwest, the central west, the highlands, he sort of has all that covered. And, I mean, Boy Foster went so close with uh, Bush Caviar in the Battle of the Bush inaugural race, and great to see Timmy Brummel on board. And he's got a good association there. You're right about hard stride. The barrier worries me. Muron, uh, an up-and-coming horse all the way through, been progressing extremely well. I'm just a little bit concerned about pace and being in a, too much of a helter-skelter for him, but I've certainly put him in my top three because he's in such good form. And you mentioned Drayman. I've never horse seen a horse draw barrier one so many times as Drayman. If he doesn't draw <laughs> barrier one, it's either two or three or something like that. So don't rule him out because he's actually one of those ones where he's he's probably fresher than a lot of the others on the scene. And his form line is through Muron, but you keep coming back to Zucas. You come back to Muron with form lines and you come 
come to Media Vita with the uh, form lines that Toddy Austin produces with this horse. He goes extremely well fresh. Um, as he proved by winning the Longreach Heat. And he's had that freshen up again. But I've got a standout to me in this race, and it comes through a different form line. It comes through some Mackay form, and it's not, not due to connections with the stable, trust me. But I reckon Raiden is a bit of a special in this race uh, because the form is behind Marino. It's behind Holy Freeze. It's behind So You Dream in his last couple of runs. Marino went on and won the big uh, Coral Coast Shield final at Townsville on the weekend. So You Dream has been going great guns. He's been mixing the distances a bit, but he's got a great record at the distance. He's won at the track. He's placed at the track. He comes down in weight. He won the heat win at Yapoon. I know it was a small field, but he carried 65 and a half. And when you've got uh, Brad Stewart on board, I've got a lot of confidence that uh, it might be Johnny Mansman's year to pick up one of these uh, championships, and I think it's Raiden on top for me. I've put in Muronda's as being the hardest to beat for Billy Johnson and Michael Cole. Then I've gone down to Drayman as my each-way roughy in the race to run a, a big race. And in for third, Zucaz. And if you want to wrap another one around it, I couldn't. I had to find fifth place for Media Vita. But my, my numbers ended up 2, 8, 11 and 3. Andrew, where did you go? Yeah, I've got uh, the eight here, Muron, on top, and I made it a special. I think it gets a gun run from Barrier 4. Uh, its form is outstanding. It's a horse on the rise. It profiles uh, well. You know, we, we, you like to see the young horses in the race. And, um, look, I think it's going to be right in the finish, Muron. Over District, uh, the four, I think uh, his form's a lot better than his last four starts. Reed, prior to that, he did win back-to-back -back races. And uh, Ron Stewart, Barrier 3. Um, profiles pretty well. Raiden in for third um, for all the same reasons uh, you said. The big thing with him, Rob, is that if you go back to his form, he's, he's, uh, he carries 65, 66, so he won't know himself with, with 60. And uh, a lot of our listeners um, that follow the bush racing, you know, the, the big drop for some of these horses, it's quite significant. And, uh, look, I've got, a, I've got a soft spot for Zucas, uh number three. I'm going to put him in fourth. And a big shout-out to the boys uh, in Media Vita uh, as well. I've got him in that mix. It'll be great to see uh, Carrot Power and, and the boys from Barky. They're going to have a big day out there on Saturday at Doom, and I can give you the tip. That's part of the uh, uh, joy of the occasion, isn't it? And Peter Rose tips from the far north, and he's gone for Wicked Express. He's gone for the one out of the Central West. It was... Uh has has got into the field through the placings and the uh, the fall away of other uh, winners etc. So he's got nine over five media vita. So some strong central west tipping there from Peter Rowe, um, and then district in for four, uh, third number four and number eleven uh, Drayman in for fifth. Tony, your wrap up. Looking back, and again, it's what's fresh in my mind from what I saw at Roma last week and similar sort of scenes to what we saw in the Roma Cup with that battle between Scramble and Eschiel was the battle that we saw up the straight between Another Sin and Muron. And as uh, what's the ad line, Muron has just been uh, sweeping it along very, very nicely uh, through the heats uh, all the way, being very well placed by Billy Johnson. And I suppose this race, uh, guys, to a lesser degree, you don't worry so much about track and distance. When you're talking about the, the mile of the, the Country Cup, that mm. gets to be a, a little bit of a concern because there might not be as many longer distance races. But for a sprint like this, you know, a lot of these are, are getting out and, and running in those thousands, 11 tens, 1200s, week in, week out. But very, very few of them would have that one stat that I love looking for as a punter, and that's track and distance. 
and Raiden, mm. I know it's a, it's a little bit of a cheat that's not for Johnny Mansman because Raiden's been in a few uh, stables along the way. Came came to John uh, via Adrian Kerm, via Stuart Kendrick, via Chris Lees. There's not many runners in this race. So I was at Paul Perry's before that as well. There's not many here that have gone around at Warwick Farm in Canterbury, uh, as well as lining up at Durban and has won track and distance at Durban. So I'm really looking towards Smiron, but then, yeah, looking back at Raiden, I'm starting to convince myself to go the other way. Well, Johnny Manson will be talking to you and I by the end of the week, Tony, if we're both on it. It's saying get off. <laughs> a lot of stables do have that effect on us out this way, don't they, Watsy, with our tipping? But, uh, yeah, no, it's 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 a very competitive field and uh, it'll come down to luck in running as all, all racing does. So there's the country cups and there's the country stampede with our tips out there. And uh, tune into On The Bit Racing Australia and you'll hear Scott Power and uh, Michael Charge this evening with uh, their full wrap, wrap up. We've got a few common denominators came through. Uh, that particular race, particularly Muron and Raiden. Uh, Andrew, thanks again for all the work you've put into this. And, of course, next week we go to review it and see how well these tips have gone, how close we really did get. So uh, you'll be back next week on the show to do the full wrap-up. Yeah, thanks, Rob. Thanks, Tony. And uh, big shout-out, too, before I jump off to our good friend Paul Curran and uh, Liz Curran and Billy Johnson, the 10, saddling up um, Fab's Cowboy. And I uh, wish them all the best as well. Uh, I think he's the only horse that's been in all three... Uh, Country Cups final, so all the best with that Galloper Saturday. Good morning, listeners. The winners, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat. Boingo still there in the centre, travelling quite sweetly as they come to the home turn, the crop widest. Arilano now drifting back along the rails, and Van Winkle now moving through the centre there. Two off the rails as Boingo bounds to the front, with Best Guess coming into it down the outside with Smooth Consul Van Winkle up along the rails. Best Guess goes up to Boingo. Boingo fighting back. Best Guess, Van Winkle back along the rails. They seem to have it to themselves. Down the outside, Best Guess. Best Guess goes up to Boingo. Boingo fights. Boingo fights. Boingo wins over Best Guess. Van Winkle into third. A nice trial going into Brisbane. They come back into view. Argento Perlo back along. Yes, Boingo taking out the Ray White Livestock Rural Open there at Bar Calden on the weekend. And some nice form there going into what we were talking about. Rob Boingo third behind Splits and Fabs Cowboy going back to October's Black Hole Cup. Yeah, and it was one of those that were uh, balloted out of the uh, Country Cups. And Van Winkle, a uh, nice little uh, top-up run to go into Brisbane with that third over a shorter journey, the 1,300. And I think if he can come down the outside, he could be finishing very strongly. But what a great mare she's been for Rodney Little. And Emma Bell, a good association with this six-year-old by helmet. Now had the 10 wins and 22 uh, minor placings from 56 with around 89000 in prize money. And a form has just been sensational of late with three wins, two placings, last five. And as you, as you heard, Tony, she just kept fighting. She would not lay down with best guests that had come off a good win at Mount Perry last start. So Rod Little's done a great job with this particular mare and, uh, and uh, very rewarding to see the wins that it's been getting of late. As you mentioned at the top of the show, this was the day of apprentices. It was Christmas come early for the apprentices. They rode the program. And Alicia Ross has been back in the saddle only this year, and she kicked it off with two winners. Firstly, with Clinton Austin, who has had his birthday on the day, and it was a great way to celebrate it when Angels of Fenway, a spirit of boom five-year-old that got up with, now had also two wins in three placings its last five. It defeated Blaine and our girl Tamia. And then she combined Alicia with uh, Toddy Austin with Night in Paradise. And this was a lovely win to see. Um, 
uh, because the colours that Night in Paradise carries are for the late Dennis O'Brien. And it was just lovely to see that black with the blue uh, diagonal sash and blue cap get across the line in front of Floss's Dream and Boom or Bust. It's been promising a win with a win in three seconds its last six. And Craig Smith and Dan McGilvray, there's the next apprentice. And he rode the beat extremely well to, to uh, get up a fairly convincing margin, three-quarters of length over my fixation in Pequala. This is a drumbeat smear that ran second behind a horse at Blackall that won its maiden by almost 12 lengths in Sicillating. And lo and behold, Sicillating, there was the form line the day because for Todd Austin, the second leg of his double came in the next race uh, with Alicia Ross, a treble for Alicia uh, on the day. When Sicillating again dominated the field, defeating Strike Point, that's a quite a promising galloper, defeated it by almost four lengths. So this sizzling four-year-old, two from two in the Central West, continuing to go forward in good form. Viking clap and improve run. And then at the end of the day, well, there's a good omen for Billy Johnson. He ended the program at uh, Bark Alden with a win with Froze. Jake Malloy, he rode this extremely well, Jake Malloy, I thought, this alert seven-year-old. He's had three wins out of six out of the uh, 1,600, and he just sat off the pace that Jarhead and Shadow Vision set and uh, was comfortably back in about fourth place, three or four lengths off them, came around heels in the straight, went away and won by three lengths over Shadow Vision and Jarhead. So great to see those apprentices kicking home the winners, and it was a great meeting down there because it was their Christmas uh, meeting, and they had a good crowd, 300-plus, and great to see the music and dancing returning to race courses after the, uh, the day, Tony. It is nice in a way, you know, considering where we've come from when all of this COVID stuff started all the way back in March. It's, it's the little things like that that make you feel like everything's getting back to normal. Oh, definitely. And uh, I'm sure they rocked on into the night while the rest of us got home early. Um, Van Gogh, well, we've already mentioned the fact that Regal Reese went out there and he was quite dominant in the Van Gogh Cup. This was the Eric and Val Nobbs Memorial Van Gogh Cup over the 1,600 metres, this reset. And young Cody Collis. This is his first cup win, riding it for Chris Adard. He's come into form at the right time for this Country Cups final. He's two from six at the distance, and he was a winner of the Yapoon Heat in that series. So he defeated Silent Flyer and, and Oki and Fastnet Flyer, and I noticed Glenda Bell retiring Fastnet Flyer after that race. Uh, great war horse, Mackay Cups, Mackay Amateur Cup winner, and uh, happy retirement to Fastnet. I'm sure he's got a good paddock that Glenda will be making sure he's looked after. But Regal Reese, a strong winner in that uh Thangville Cup on the day. Now, the other winners on the day there, Jason Devine and Jason Missing combined with Global Venture, the Whittington, having its first run for the stable. That got up over another one by Whittington, Toy Whitty, and Ginnabelle into third in the maiden, the cutest maiden. Uh, then Sam's Alley Cat for Norma King and uh, Anna Bacos, the Magic Albert, that had won a gun to Windy three back, defeated Tinder and uh, Rezabel in the Class B. Uh, my certain, now this one's been going in pretty good form, three wins from its last five for Bob Murray, Kelly Gates on board, the Poet's Voice Gelding, defeated Centaur, which hadn't started since Longreach Cup meeting when it ran well. So it was a good first up run and rock and roll Bobby into third. And then Damien Rideout on the home track with Elise Smith with uh, Native B, five-year-old by Ross Say. It was an ex-Graham Green runner having the first start for Damien. It defeated Ivy Dancer and Shigaroo uh, Mahogany into uh, third place. And then up in Mount Isa, of course, the uh, plenty of doubles, etc., as you alluded to earlier. And uh, Ray Hancock was one of those with a double. And Tony, I just have to do a really nice shout-out to Ray Hancock and his wife, Julie. They have been real stalwarts 
of country racing, supporting various areas. And during the COVID time, Ray would travel down in the Greater Western Zone, right at Bar Calden, right at Longreach, and head back to Mount Isa. Well, I only became aware that he announced his retirement um, after the meeting on Saturday. And one of the jockeys, who I'm not sure it was, didn't have a name to the text, they were a bit disappointed because they wanted to give Ray a decent send-off, but he just disappeared into the night quietly. And uh, I got a message last night to say that uh, Ray had just, just decided he's going to try something different. And what a way to go out because he's been riding in sensational form and has another double on the day up there at Mount Isa that followed on multiple doubles and trebles of late. So well done, Ray Hancock. Enjoy retirement. And Julie as well, you travel around with him everywhere and been great supporters of various clubs. Uh, sorely missed in the jockey ranks. And um, I'm sure your mates up there, they're going to try and catch up with you to send you off prof properly. But uh, congratulations on your career and good luck in your retirement. His winners came with Warren Bungle for George Tipping. That's won its last three. That took the benchmark 60 over static lift and uh, single story. And then later in the day, uh, Ray combined with George Tipping um, yet again with Charminar, one that I threw out a while ago is going really well up there. He's had three wins a second. He's only four runs from the stable and two from two at Mount Isa, and they won the benchmark 50 with that particular galloper. Jason Hooper and Tanya Parry. Well, Tanya continually gets the winners. Uh, of course, she had a double on the day, and that came firstly with a lot of Fox taking the ratings band 0 to 65 with Jason Hooper on board. And then later on in the day, Wicked Wiki, one of my old favourites in this area, and he goes so well at Mount Isa and so well at this time of the year. Took the open handicap over try and run amuck and masking. He's won his last two here. In fact, at the track, he's won 12 and placed eight times from 25. Um, and, of course, with um, Jay Morris, his team going extremely well. Well, he had a, a win. Young Angela Jones, who had that sensational start to career at Dolby, good to see her going out to Mount Isa, won on the Bradbury's Luck Mare. Uh, Zagatova defeating Love's Best Hope and Lingy, and it was a race-to-race -race double for Jay. And Dan Ballard, of course, just just getting the uh, polish on the on the finishes in preparation for going down to ride SEL. He got a winner on Fast Chips, a real saga that's had two wins and a third at only its three runs for the stables, defeated Bakur and Bold Sam. And great to see also in that uh, sprint and Cena, Jason Babarovich going down, trained and riding that in the... Uh, in the country stampede and that's what it's about tony isn't it getting as many of these horses from as many of the areas and where possible the jockeys who can go with them that owners uh, are putting on on the day and some classic examples like timmy brummel and, and jason bavarovich heading back to the city on saturday at Dooman. yeah wonderful to see as i said before the great lineup of riders that will have some of the best in town and some of the best of the bush all coming together there for the big day on Saturday. We've still got plenty to, to get through and talk about this morning, Rob. Just a quick look at what is coming up this week following on from the TAB program on Saturday, I should say on Thursday for Cairns. We have a TAB meeting at Rockhampton on Saturday. Of course, all eyes will be on Durban for the uh, the TAB 2020 Country Cups final and Country Stampede final. But it's also the next leg of the Burn It to the Valley series at Nanango on Saturday. Charters Towers are racing for the Towers Jockey Club on the weekend and also the Gundawindi Race Club. You mentioned before about last Saturday, Townsville hosted the finals of the Coral Coast series and the Coral Coast Cup was taken out by uh, Bullion Wolf uh, for Justin Stanley and Les Gordy, beating Fortification and Fly for Yulong. The Queen of the Coast for the Phillies and Mares won by Bold Eos for Ryan Wiggins and Jared Wheelow who uh, each had a double on the day, and uh, Boldios uh, defeated Voltaic and Double Demon. And the Cold Coast Lightning went to uh, Marino for Wayne Pomfret and Bodine Apo, beating Casino Thoughts and Revenir. 
I haven't been able to uh, access the points tally. We may have to uh, follow up on this next week to see uh, exactly who ended up in front. In fact, as I say that, I've just refreshed the race in Queensland site and I think it's come through with the headline here saying Townsville claims the Coral Coast Shield. So thank you, Andrew Adaman, for putting this up. Uh, this is hot off the press, so to speak. The city of Townsville has claimed the inaugural Coral Coast Shield after wrapping up the series at Cluton Park on Saturday with double points on offer in the weekend's finals on the weekend. It was anyone's title for taking, with Townsville holding a slender margin over rivals Rockhampton, Cairns and Mackay. Mackay hit the scoreboard early, as mentioned, with Marino in the slenderest of victories there in the, uh, the Lightning. And uh, then they moved on to uh, the uh, the next leg, went to Rockhampton uh, in the uh, the Coral Coast, uh, the Queen of the Coast, rather, in the Coral Coast Series, thanks to uh, Bold Eos. And then with the uh, the last race to be run, Rockhampton moved into a three-point lead and had fly for Yulong in that last leg of it. And uh, it uh, wasn't to be. It was Les Gordy-trained uh, gelding Bullion Wolf that was able to chip away and grab the leader in the shadows of the post to claim the points and the series for Townsville. And uh, consequently, Townsville end up on top, 62 points. Rockhampton with 53, Cairns on 33 and Mackay on 32. And that means that it's the Townsville charity that is going to uh, to pick up the bickies. They uh, put forward their local riding for the disabled group. So in claiming the series, Townsville Turf Club secured 25,000 to go towards improving patron or racing facilities. And then nominated charity riding for the disabled uh, picked up $10,000 there. And then there's a further 15000 to be split amongst the other charities. Rockhampton nominated the Caves and District Lions Club. Uh, the uh, the Cairns leg, uh, or the Cairns charity was Ronald McDonald Family Retreat at Palm Cove and Mackay were uh, honouring CQ helicopter service. So lovely to see the uh, the winners there out of that Townsville program on the weekend. This has got a lot of potential, this series, I think, Tony. It's it's really uh, evolved well, and when it comes down to a finish like that and the quality of the horses that were coming through it, I, I think it could be an outstanding addition to particularly that provincial um, circuit. And one, and one final congratulations that went to Dolby on Thursday and young Zach Lloyd. I know plenty of press been done about this, but first ride in a race on Satine for Toby and Trent Edwards, and uh, Zach, Jeff Lloyd's son, gets up beat his brother home of course uh, and uh, Jaden Lloyd who had a double later in the day so congratulations to the family and hopefully down the track we might see him out here in some of the other country tracks uh, Tony to get plenty of that experience but it's great to see these young riders kicking off so well early in their careers I mentioned Justin Stanley with a double there at Townsville uh, on the weekend on that uh, program on Saturday including uh, one of the features there in Bullion Wolf in the Coral Coast Cup so he had a double on Saturday at Townsville but mentioning Justin, he also had a treble at the Kilcoy program on Sunday. Sunday. And I was just having a look back through uh, how he's sitting at the moment. Like, his last 25 rides has been six wins and a number of placings in there. And Justin's actually leading the Queensland Jockeys Premiership at the moment. This is Metro plus Provincial plus Country with 52 wins out of 194 rides. And that's a strike rate of 26.8% ahead of Jimmy Orman and uh, Ryan Wiggins rounding out the top three. But when you break it down to pr the Provincial Premiership at the moment... Uh, Justin with 48 wins out of 174 rides, 27.6%. Just ahead of Ryan Wiggins on his provincial form, 38 wins out of 139 on 27.3. It's great to see these guys getting out to the provincial areas and riding plenty of winners like that. And it's just been a, a very, very happy hunting ground for Justin so far. And for the punters as well, who I'm sure can yes. back them with confidence, Tony. And... Uh we're going to be looking forward to that on the weekend uh, come Saturday at Dooman. I have a plane to catch this afternoon because there's one meeting I'm not missing out on and that's coming down there. We'll catch up with you on the weekend. Uh, get to see my little granddaughter, Elena, for the first time in 10 months, Tony. Really wow. looking forward to that. 
uh, grandma's already managed uh, managed to get there, uh, may I add, about three days ago. So uh, I have to come down a bit later and catch up. But uh, we'll be back with Bushbeat to wrap up everything from the Country Cups and the Country Stampede next week. Just email me any news, any stories at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au. Tony, I hope our tips get up on the weekend so we can uh, celebrate in style. We'll be celebrating no matter which way because it's always a fantastic day. Good on you, Rob. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, listeners. And just before we do wrap up Bushbeat this morning, a reminder for those that are focused on some of the country racing that uh, the nominations are closing off next week. Now, this might have caught a few people out for the On The Bit Racing Australia Gala Awards Night that is coming up, the On The Bit Racing Australia Queensland Country Racing Gala Awards on the 6th of February next year, 2021. Now, while it might seem like it's still a couple of months away to the awards night and uh, you'll then be chasing down your tickets over the coming weeks, you must make sure that you get your nominations in because these do close off on the 7th of December, which is only next week. So we have things like the, uh, the Club Person Volunteer of the Year, the Outstanding Contribution to Country Racing in 2020, the Racing Newcomer of the Year, there's also the Jockey of the Year, Apprentice of the Year, the Jim Pumper Cassidy Ride of the Year, and Pumper will be there at the awards night next year along with special guest Corey Brown and plenty of other special guests too. There's the Staying Horse, Sprinting Horse and Trainer of the Year, plus the uh, the Hall of Fame for participants, jockeys, horses and trainers. You can get all of the information at the On The Bit Racing Australia Facebook page or at their newly launched website, onthebitracingaustralia.com.au. And thanks to Maddie and the team also for helping us get the word out with Bushbeat each and every week. The podcast for each week's show goes up on the On The Bit Racing Australia Facebook page. You can grab the links there as well. So go to onthebitracingaustralia.com.au have a look there at the nominations that, uh, or the various categories that are available and make sure you get your nominations in. We want to make sure that we've got as many noms as possible. And I was having a look at some of the noms that are already coming through, say, for example, for the Sprinting Horse of the Year category. Just some of the early noms include Barat, Deadly Choices, Media Vita, Muron, Slatum, Splits, Tango Rain and Zucas. And I'd say perhaps the, uh, the winner of this weekend's Country Stampede is probably going to uh, credit very highly there in uh, some of the uh, the categories there for, or some of the voting there for that particular category. But all nominations close on Monday 7th of December. So if you want to nominate someone for a category, you can do so via the On The Bit Racing Australia page. That's onthebitracingaustralia.com.au. And thanks to Maddie and the team for helping us get our podcast of Bushbeat out each and every week. Good luck to all of the participants headed towards Durban on Saturday for the Tab 2020 Country Cups Final and Country Stampede Final. We'll see you out there at the track on Saturday. And also good luck to the clubs that are also racing this coming weekend in Gundawindi, Nanango and Charters Towers. And we'll catch you back next week on Bushbeat here on Radio Tab.